It would be funny if we just didn't address the time gap. A new dinosaur movie came out, and I went to see it, even though I knew it would be terrible. Um, and it was. Uh, spoilers. It was. Um, because there's an Alamo Draft House near me uh, now, so at least I can go and have brunch while I watch the bad movie. I suppose that would have been a better way to do it. Or not. I mean, at least I got to be in an empty theater. So. Right. There were, um, I guess it was it was more full than average for one of these brunch showings because there were like, typically the, the, the movies that I go to see at the Alamo Draft House are like classic films. So it's a specific audience mm. and it does not include children. You know, I'm not sure I would necessarily, uh, it's pretty violent. Like, I mean, I guess they all have been. This one has the lowest body count. Yeah, they've all been kind of violent. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. But we're weird about that in this country. Like, kids can see all the violence in the world. As long as they don't see any nipples, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Or hear too many fucks. There's like a fuck Yes, there, you, get like, <laughs> you get like two shits, but then that uses up your fuck or <laughs> right. like a currency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> America. Um, so... Uh, in in some ways, it was a successful movie for me. I go because I want to see cool dinosaurs with CGI and animatronics combined into a reasonably realistic-looking thing. It delivered on that. But Jesus Christ, I feel like there was a whole hour of just running, like different people running from different things. Some of them were in the same place running. They were, like, in the same vicinity. And it was, there was just this hugely extended chase scene that I really could have done without. Before I saw it, just based on like a rumored plot from like a while ago, based on like the Super Bowl trailer. So I Mm. guess that was like four months ago or whatever. Yeah. The document I titled where I was keeping track of the stuff, I just called, you know, Jurassic World Malta Drift. (laughs) <laughs> kind of. I, I managed to remain completely unspoiled. Um, I didn't see anything or know anything about it other than it would have Chris Pratt, unfortunately, and dinosaurs. So I also ignored that stuff. Um, and a lot of it was produced to not be in the film intentionally. Hmm. Tyrannosaurus at a drive-in movie theater. It's never intended to be a shot in the film. It was just, you know, a long TV spot whenever that was or attached to some other film or whatever. I guess I could have watched every trailer and not been spoiled on anything. What an interesting way to sell a movie. Yeah, and I didn't know that was going to happen until before the film, after the previews, after the weirdly long thing with what's her name. The weird Nicole Kidman thing. And it's like after like the other like AMC, like don't talk during the movie stuff. I definitely have seen the weird Nicole Kidman thing. I don't even remember what it was about. I just remember like, okay, can we get it? Can we move it along, please? So after that, there was an ad for Jurassic World Dominion that was also a Minions commercial. Oh my God, I saw that one too. What the fuck? And like, you know, in that combined universe, it was, you know, the current Jurassic World universe where there are dinosaurs, you know, just all over the place. Right. They're just around. Right. Uh, And that's when I got the bad feeling of like, oh, (laughs) I guess I were supposed to watch all those (laughs) because (laughs) um, the next thing they did was yada yada over all of that in like the biggest textbook sin you can do in filmmaking, you know, because it's you know, the first rule in the book is show, not tell. Right. Like the counterexample of how to do this wrong. A news segment. <laughs> we all knew going into this that it was a cynical cash grab, um, preying on people like me who just want to go see the dinosaurs and also children who just want to go see the dinosaurs. Um, irritatingly, the main plot, as I understand it to have been the main plot, was not about dinosaurs, but about locusts. I mean, I guess it was about genetic engineering and the evils thereof and whatever. Yeah, so that's why it's confusing as a cynical cash grab, because, like, between when the last film ended um, and then scenes that have only shown up attached before other action films Hmm. and on television, which I have not watched a television ad on purpose in 10 years. (laughs) 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then all of the stuff, you know, that was behind the news narration, that could have been the movie. Yeah. Um, I do like my Jurassic movies to be um, about dinosaurs. Uh, now, eventually, you do plan to have dinosaurs on your, on your dinosaur tour, right? Hello? Oh, hello? Yes? I really hate that man. I do need the characters. I would prefer the characters to be reasonably well-developed human beings. Like, I mean, it's really, how do you make a good Jurassic Park movie? Well, you just fucking make Jurassic Park. The first one, it was good. Just do that. Have reasonably well-developed characters, but like a lot of dinosaur stuff. Like... A fair amount. Interacting with them, reacting to them, being eaten. Bad guys get eaten. Good guys don't get eaten. The T-Rex swoops in and saves the day. It doesn't mean to. It just works out that way. Whatever. Right. Stop having it do it on purpose. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, so it, I mean, it, also to, to go to the point of, of show, not tell, uh, they actually have some characters cowering while the T-Rex fights the other big thing whose name I forget. And they're so they're like huddled under this like thing, and and one of the characters I don't even remember which one. This is how much I care about the characters. Says this is not about us. And it's like no shit. <laughs> they're fighting each other to be the apex predator because you've told us a million times that there can be only one. Like Highlanders, there can be only one apex predator. Like, and it's contradicted immediately afterwards <laughs> when the Tyrannosaurus from the first park. Then it sort of like says hi to the two <laughs> Tyrannosaurus from Isla Sorna, which it has not known for a long time. <laughs> yeah, they're not a pack. For like, you know, the last 30 years, like they probably did family units because like that's just what animals do when these are animals and we should praise the film for when it remembers their animals and not monsters. <laughs> right. Um, right. I, you know, it might take them time to like do that thing yeah they didn't exactly grow up together so they would probably fight like cats yeah i introduced a new cat and it's not going super well um yeah, but they, they wouldn't be friends oh you look like me we're gonna be friends first of all they don't know they don't have mirrors they don't know what they look like <laughs> and a much so the film was full of like stolen scenes from previous films they chose to remember existed yeah and in some of them were subtle and some of them were over the top and you know like that's fine you're closing out your thing it would have been nice if like rise of skywalker remembered there were films before it um <laughs> but if you were if you wanted to include the other two tyrannosaurs steal their scene from the lost world where the guy's trying to pull the trailer over the cliff and they emerge from behind him in the dark only like 17 frames apart from each other, but they still, you know, appear in sequence on either side of them. Because until then, you haven't really seen them in the movie, you know, it's just been implied. So your first interaction is, oh, there's two of them. Well, I guess this character is more fucked than anyone's ever been. <laughs> right, doubly fucked. And then he gets eaten in half. And that would have been a much better way to you know, dispatch your other dinosaur that is only here to get dispatched by a Tyrannosaurus. Right. To prove that, you know, we have loyalty to our original T-Rex. Right. Or to finally correct the problem with the Jurassic Park 3 fight, where the fight starts with the Tyrannosaurus getting its jaws around the neck of the Spinosaurus, having the greatest bite force in the fossil record, and basically being jaws of life. So it would just sheer the head off of the other thing. Um, so you could have, you know, finally just dealt with that. Be like, oh, if a T-Rex gets its jaws around something, you know, it can crush it, you know. But no, it, it was just, right. you know, snarling and scratching again like cats. Right. I wonder if they literally used cats as a model, even though we've got birds We've got birds everywhere. Birds sometimes fight with one another. Pelicans eat pigeons and shit like that. and Alive. Right. I, I know somebody once who was shat upon by a pelican. Now, pelicans are large birds. <laughs> that person later uh, blocked me on Facebook because she um, 
it was a whole thing. She doesn't agree with Black Lives Matter, which is... Um, oh, that might change my view on God then if the pelican is... <laughs> right? The pelican was clearly doing the Lord's work there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know what I you know what I'm curious about is uh so they had the the what aerial deterrent system or whatever the hell they called it. I wonder what the, was that like a sound thing? Like how I wonder how that was supposed I'm to sure work. I'm sure there's a cut of the movie where like you are just lazily told it. Um it <laughs> might have been something with the half-assed, oh, we put chips in all their brains. Yes, the full-grown ones. We managed to do oh, that that's somehow. Right. Yeah. Um, also, it seems like not a great plan to have a single central location where you send literally all of them, given that some of them will eat some right. of the others, uh, which is pr presumably the point of that exercise is to have as many of them as possible not die. Um, and if you've herded them all into a place where they're going to eat each other, that's somewhat contrary to that goal. Yep, and it has nothing to do with the predator thing. It's just about territory at that point. Right, that too. I thought they were starting to get that with the Therizinosaurus, which is the thing with the giant claws. Thank you. <laughs> the way it was revealed um, in the film, but th th that whole scene where it was first shown was like, it felt like it was a different, better movie. Like the one we should have gotten. Yeah, kind of. First of all, it would be about dinosaurs. And like the camera was like utilized. It wasn't, you know, just like plopped in to capture the action. <laughs> it was, you know, panning under the water, you know, like revealing the creature, you know, in parts very intentionally, which is the way it was dug up too, because it was sort of like, hmm. These are pretty big claws we haven't seen before. Then they find the rest of it, and it's like, okay, well, the rest of it is shaped like an ostrich. Oh, this thing was just, you know, a lawnmower. <laughs> oh, this thing was just a lawnmower. It's like that part was made by smart people. You know, hippos don't have giant claws. and Not usually. They are extremely dangerous to anything that isn't a hippo. Right, because they're super chompy. And a trait they share with elephants is that they are aware of their size and mm -hmm. use stomp as a weapon. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they will just pancake, you know, a crocodile or whatever. Right. So that's why it seemed fine that it just sort of yeeted the deer or whatever. Yeah. And that was like kind of funny. It, it was like, you know, it was like smart people made that part of the movie. And then... They, and then they made a Chris Pratt movie, sort of. Right, but not even, like, one where he got to, like, even be himself because there was too much... There were too many other stories to tell. Not... Like, there, there, there are, like, little kernels of stories that might have been good, kind of sprinkled throughout, and they don't germinate any of them. Like, the, the whole, like, underground dinosaur market thing. Like, well, what's up with that? That doesn't seem good. Maybe you should stop that from happening. Like, what are the implications of, you know, a... a big game hunting i don't even want to know what you call a marketplace for illegal animals sold for hunting or whatever but like you know that could be a thing rescue and and the rescue plot at the beginning like that didn't mean fucking anything it didn't go anywhere it is not very hard to fix this entire movie by simply taking out the bugs and have literally the bugs yes have <laughs> what you, you have Dr. Sattler called to the same farm, except what they have in a cage is a very small, very fuzzy, obviously raptor of some sort. Which would mean that because Blue was the only one that got out, either she's reproduced asexually, or someone is doing something very illegal, much more illegal than things like triceratops which other than getting big you know they're portrayed as fairly docile and probably you know alligators type pet where you know you keep it until it's cute and then probably shoot it or whatever right or release it into florida um because that's where you release things when they get too big and then because she has a very fluffy raptor chick in a hamster cage with her she would have <laughs> a real reason to go see raptor expert alan grant 
bothering yeah. him at his raptor dig site. It was the thinnest of excuses. Like, oh, I need somebody to be a witness. Like, first of all, what? Second of all, why? It's not a good sign that it makes more sense as a romantic plot. Right? Because then you do the flimsy thing to hang out, you know, when you're too, you know, cowardly to just ask someone out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> or like... You know, have her called out to the illegal breeding facility because she was a, she was a paleobotanist, right? So, mm -hmm. like in the original movie, they were like, "Hey, this uh, triceratops, I think it was a triceratops, is kind of sickly. What's up with that? Why do you suppose that would be?" And she figures it out. It's like the berries or whatever, not good for it. Really interesting how they have. <laughs> like, I I don't know how um, friendly many of the climates portrayed would be to dinosaurs who lived the main issue is that there's less oxygen in the air now right they probably still wouldn't do well with lava <laughs> right the, the <laughs> lava climate would still be inhospitable to these modern day dinosaurs yes even with it dripping on them <laughs> right i really wonder how they it's not like COVID. How did they get to like every continent and they're like loose? Oh, oh, see, that was part of like the whole news thing at the beginning. So if you like oh, accidentally like that. looked at anything during this, you would have missed the little map of them arrowing out of California to the globe because of the illegal dinosaur trade. So it's purely because of smugglers that like, now there's just dinosaurs everywhere that, and in, in That's ver fairly... not very life-finding a way. No, and, <laughs> and it's in fairly significant numbers too. So, you know, and, and I like how the elephants are just like, oh, okay, cool. You can chill with us. Like, I'm not sure it would work that way. No, they might be very trumpety and stompy. Right. <laughs> Especially when, when they're not, you know, fully triceratops sized. Like, I think there would be conflict there because... Uh, because they're competing for resources, like, I don't know. But of course, the main plot is there's these giant prehistoric locusts and that. Right, which are the actual global problem, because all of the dinosaurs are corralled into Apple Park. <laughs> right. I kind of wonder, like, to what extent dinosaurs would have been a solution for the giant locust problem? Like, to, to we, we must have lots of bug-eating dinosaurs. The theory that the asteroid nearly finished them off uh, is based on them already being screwed by flowers mm. <laughs> because their food chain, the, their predator food chain was based on their herbivores and the herbivores only ate, you know, cycads and ferns and like evergreens. So right. flowers were like an entire class of plant that was indigestible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they ate a lot of bugs other than like the way that like, I mean, I guess a cat eats bugs and that it's fun <laughs> because it flies around and then you might eat it because you just eat things because you're right. a dumb animal. Like, like Dale ate a beetle this morning, not because he was supplementing his diet, just because that's what you do sometimes after mm -hmm. you've killed something. Right. Those are just the rules. Yeah. They should have tried bug eating though. Like I feel like that might have been, well, they didn't, so... They weren't smart enough to try. Also, they might not have been able to digest them, blah, 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 biology. Um. I like that Dr. Wu's, like, whole track record is nothing <laughs> he makes will follow his even, like, n remote notions of reproduction. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Just everything he makes will reproduce in substantially more numbers than he estimates. Right. Everything. He just creates problems. You'd think after a certain point he would just retire. I mean, I guess he wanted to keep like trying to fix his past mistakes and finally do things right or whatever, which I guess I can understand as a, you know, human psychological thing, but he should have probably retired. And I assume that their Monsanto corn obvious <laughs> parallel is right. terminating like Monsanto corn. So they probably got that one right. Yeah. With, with evil Tim Cook in charge. Yeah, so I get that it's a critique on the tech industry because it has destroyed society. But on the other hand, like, 
the Tim Cook and Apple thing is like, did you do this because like not as many people recognize Zuckerberg, but like real people watch Apple's keynotes, at least the one a year shows up on the news um, because there are no Apple parallels. Not really. It's uh, entirely like, I guess that's just like the archetype of a modern business villain, even though, I mean, as as modern business villains go, Tim Cook isn't that bad. Like, so he oversees some slavery in China, but like... But they all among, do. <laughs> right. <laughs> like every company, like, oh, Android user, where was your phone made? Who made your phone? Do you even know? No, you do not. Because nobody gives a shit where Android phones are made. Um, it's not a story if it's not about Apple. But yeah, it was... Also, like, they, I feel like they could have also go, gone with, like, an Elon Musk type of archetype because, like, they had they the had whole thing with those. They had a goddamn Hyperloop. The, the Hyperloop thing, yeah. Which wasn't a Hyperloop because it was just, it was just a subway. That was one car. Yeah. It was, just, it was the It Atlanta... wasn't the pressurized tube or anything. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I saw rails. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It, it's basically the, the, the airport train that they have at the Atlanta airport. like. Right. So that was just, like, I, I don't know why they had to use that name. Because that, that was just like someone knew a reference, so they put it in. Because like they said it, a, they said it as often as they said Verizon presents the Indominus Rex. <laughs> but at least that right. movie was doing meta commentary. Right. This didn't have anything like that or any you know, point. It's amazing, to make. like to look back on Jurassic World as damn that wasn't so bad. Because <laughs> like compared to the. Like, somebody pointed out that, that the second one of this series, um, which I've already forgotten what it's called. Fallen Kingdom. I don't know. Fallen Kingdom. That's the one. It was like a haunted house dinosaur movie. And I'm like, you know, it kind of was. And that could have really done it for me. Because I love haunted Same. houses. And I love dinosaurs. And it just, I, it just if didn't you look, come together. Right. If you look at the second half of that movie as alien, but the spaceship is the house and the alien is the black velociraptor right it's like oh well if i'd known that yeah just doesn't nothing they they, they just, nothing ever quite adds up in these movies like some people have some ideas that are reasonable and then they use all of them so they can't do anything like to its logical and satisfying conclusion right it's hard not to compare this specifically to star wars because the director was supposed to make episode nine, but for whatever reason, they changed. I don't know if it was because Disney decided a thing where he had a, you know, unexpected life event or I, I have no idea. But a draft of that script is out. And the one thing I can say about that script versus The Rise of Skywalker, which we actually got, was that it was aware that episode eight had happened. <laughs> it just sort of, you know... It started digging up instead of pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. This movie kind of split the difference on that. So, you know, it acknowledged that, okay, we're not rewriting the ending of the last film. You know, that right. still happened. <laughs> um, we are doing a time jump for no reason because nothing changes that wasn't started during the film so it, it sits floating in time it doesn't matter when it is right they did the thing where you know they, they poke fun at you know some stuff that was you know kind of silly in the previous film like if you have a whole ass gun to point the laser pointer at what you want the dinosaur to go kill <laughs> you could just pull the regular trigger you, you just just sh just shoot shoot the gun Shoot the gun. So, right. So they, they picked that, uh, you know, they, they silently fixed that to like just a normal laser pointer. And, right. you know, the uh, uh, other half of it that makes it start doing the thing as part of that character's Disney magic wristband. I liked the magic wristbands. They're so large. Yeah. I, that's another thing I didn't get to, which is like, we like the Apple Watch is eight years old. And at that point. Anything that was going on my wrist, like, you had to, like, either figure out a way to work with Apple to make it do the thing, because I'm not going to wear multiple things on multiple wrists. 
Right. That, that you can't buy that now. It makes the film immediately stuck in a time period that doesn't, that didn't even happen. <laughs> right. It's those bracelets super don't make sense because they're apparently, if you, you know, if a security guard drops one, anybody can pick it up and just immediately start using it. There's no kind of biometric lock, not even some right. Kind they're of just clunky key cards. It's just there's, right. There's like, no point to it. It's so stupid. Uh, among other very stupid things like if, if we started trying to list all the stupid things but like that really struck me like what is that giant bracelet like it takes you out a bit a bit because it's like you're a film you can like you're supposed to do the things that you know like oh instead of you know an ipad it's like an actual just transparent sheet of glass right and one of the reasons you do stuff like that is also because like you can show the underside of it so that you can film for more angles than over the shoulder. Right. Um, but no, it's just like, oh, I don't know, a big chunky wristband, which is really thick because, I don't know, mm. we weren't going to add the little light bulb on it in post, so it needed to have a big battery. Like, none, none, it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty infuriating. Also, you'd really think that like they would have some kind of biometric locks on that like come on they're genetically engineering giant locusts and they haven't figured out fingerprint sensors on the doors or like iris scanners or like any number of things other than a big stupid i mean i I know why they had to do it it was so that they could hand one over to somebody and she would instantly have access to the secret labs but like really they didn't, nobody wanted to think about it to figure out something actually cool and plausible. So the problem with the movie is that the only, like, it's a haunted house with a dinosaur in it thing you can come up with is, oh, well, actually, it's a casino heist where the vault is a bunch of giant bugs. I guess. Getting into places and whatever, which is a really boring thing to do in your dinosaur movie. Yeah, because you have dinosaurs you can do stuff with. Right? Do dinosaur things. Like, Jurassic Park did so many dinosaur things. Like, it had, you know, some problems. What's the conflict? Well, there are dinosaurs, and they're out, and they're going to eat us. Okay, that's a problem. What's the, the resolution is we need to get the fuck out of here. This is The complications are, well, the IT guy wasn't paid enough, so he fucked everything all up. Because, you know, you got to take care of IT. And right. that was like... You know, they don't even offer us a life finding a way like accidental sabotage or intentional sabotage anything for why the bug incinerator suddenly has a Death Star vulnerability in it. And now <laughs> right. fire, uh, you know, flaming right. bugs. Now there are, are fire bugs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. The, 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 the fire locusts just lighting shit up all over the island. Also, like they would definitely be lighting shit up inside the the Apple Park circle as well, so I'm not sure how that was supposed to be valid protection, but whatever. I guess there was less brush in there. Yeah, I guess. But I mean <laughs> they're still hot. <laughs> right? There's there's they are on fire, fire locusts. <laughs> yeah. They forgot, you know, to like throw any symbolism in anywhere other than like you can tell that like because there are those shots that stand out because they're good compared to the yeah. other ones, like the whole Therizinosaurus thing, um, and also, like, the flying bugs raining onto the dinosaurs is, like, stolen shot for shot, like, mm -hmm. ending sequences to, like, 30 years of CGI dinosaur documentaries. Right. Which is fine. You know, it's a reference outside of Jurassic Park about dinosaurs. And it's like, you know, a cool nod for anyone who notices. And anyone who doesn't, it's, it's fine because it doesn't take you out of it. Because it's right. just a visual that needs to be there anyway. Yeah. As much as the flaming locusts need to be there. I, in a, right. Ex accepting the, nece the necessity of flaming locusts, which granted is giving them a lot. <laughs> right. So mostly they exist because... We haven't done a movie where things are on fire yet. Because right. we've done rain like three or four times. Well, we had lava. Yeah. It's not quite That was during the day. When all the characters smash into each other and also the Giganotosaurus, things are already like kind of on fire. 
Right. Or they're becoming more on fire during that scene. <laughs> I forget exactly, but fire becomes a part of it. Um, right. That scene uses the robot because somebody's remembered, oh, well, the, the T-Rex attack scene in the first movie used the robot. The T-Rex attack scene used the robot for the close-ups of the head. <laughs> and for it leaving the footprint. Because right. when you need... To be able to see the rain bouncing off of it, you know, even with modern CGI, it's just easier to use the robot. Right. Other than that, the rule with robots is you either build the part of the robot you need so that you can pilot it using a person and it looks real because it, it's moving according to other biology. Right. Or you build the entire thing, but then only show half of it. And you cover your sins by moving 100% of the robot or moving the camera in the entire shot. It doesn't need to be much. It just, you know, needs to be a pan or, you know, it's just snarling or growling or whatever, <laughs> like it did, you know, during the first T-Rex attack. And they have a steady shot on it, just the whole ass thing just standing still. <laughs> and it's like, that's not what you use the robot for. Yeah. You use the CGI for that shot so you can have it do a full body snarl. You know, and it being all wiggly and whatever. Like, that's right. what that's for. Because you, you're the film that has the budget for the CGI to look real. Right. And it does. The robots look like ass in this movie. <laughs> they are the worst they have ever been. They stick out in every single shot. In the early one in the... Uh, unauthorized triceratops replicator barn they are in like cat carriers and <laughs> yeah. you see way too much of them in there because it goes up to like by behind their shoulders and none of the robot moves except for like one swivel point on its neck yeah and nothing else in the shot is moving so it Looks like a toy that's still in its try me packaging. Yeah, kind of. It's it's very it's like the 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 older Disney animatronics. Even Disney has better animatronics now. Yeah, the TV show dinosaurs had better animatronics, <laughs> or at least right. better puppets. But the point is, yeah. still, they like it just really because did. it's a robot and it's physically in the shot doesn't automatically make it look real. Right. All, like there's really with the, the way modern CGI is, which is quite good. The only reason to use the robot is if you need to affect or obviously be affected by the environment, like you said, with rain and footprints, and that's it. Right, and not just because people complain that like, oh, there's too much CGI in this film. Like, do people really? Who gives a shit about those people? There, that's a bad opinion. Well, not and the reason that opinion is bad is because what most people are criticizing is. CGI is depicting something that is unbelievable. Right. Not Unlike, that it's doing you know, a bad dinosaurs. job of it. <laughs> right. Like you're stupider aliens in the Star Wars universe. Or the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Or that. <laughs> All of that looks bad because none of it looks authentic as something that could, you know, be. But if you can build the robot dinosaur, then your CG one's believable. Because your robot was believable, presumably. Right. Or at least, you know, an animal that actually did exist to some extent. Although I did kind of dig the Balrog in whichever Marvel movie that was. The one with Loki and the blowing up the planet. And I guess it didn't have that much Loki in it. The sister, it had the, the Thor's sister, Hela, and she was I probably to be killed by the Balrog. Ah, uh, yeah, it was... I can't remember the titles of any of them. I. It was basically like... We felt obliged to watch like a few of the Marvel movies like before seeing um, the the two part one that they had where everybody gets mm -hmm. poofed and then unpoofed. Um, so that was one of the ones that apparently we were obligated to watch. So we, we watched it and I did I did dig the Balrog. I don't know its name in the movie. To me, he's the Balrog. It doesn't matter because all, all creature design has devolved to the same general <laughs> idea. That's why everything is sort of a stretched out human shape with just a silly <laughs> head. 
Yeah. We don't try things anymore. The Fluffy Raptor was good. Should have had more screen time. Um, it did a very good job swimming. Unfortunately, it had no reason to swim. <laughs> uh, yeah, not particularly. Because if you've ever seen like a duck go underwater, it's like, why do these things bother flying? They are faster under the water somehow. Birds that swim underwater don't look real when they do it. Because that is what they do. They just inexplicably dart around somehow. I don't think ducks are especially good. They're not like penguins. They mostly, I mean, they dive well, for fish, but they're not penguins like can't super... fly, so I mean... Well, I guess right, so they... They would be the best of it, but... They somewhat specialized. There is a interesting, like, speculative... Uh, I think it was in a webcomic or something where, like, you know, a penguin... A penguin skeleton really doesn't look like what you would think it would look like. They've got long necks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like... Hmm. <laughs> yeah, what else is horribly wrong? <laughs> right. What which so which of our dinosaurs is actually much more like a penguin than we think? Probably not none of them. Yeah. Seems no, like a useful shape. They're probably all, you know, sparrow shaped. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're pigeons. They're huge pigeons. Yep, Some of the different. raptors are crows, like Yep, they're just a couple of circles connected to each other with a triangle <laughs> on the front. Yeah. And also that scene didn't resolve anything like it didn't because like that was the one time you saw that dinosaur. (laughs) And like this is really making me appreciate the original sequels (laughs) because like the whole deal of Jurassic Park 3 is that the raptors are going after the characters because when they realized they were hoodwinked into being on the dangerous dinosaur island. Right. The kid that the older kid that tagged along with Grant stole raptor eggs, thinking like you know, like we got we got scammed into this to fund our dig site because we're always running out of money because that's our shtick, right? Which is, you know, unfortunately realistic, <laughs> right? And it's one of those you know reveals where you can go rewatch the first half of the film and figure out when that must have occurred, and it's like. Oh, they seem really justifiably pissed. Right. And it's why, like, they keep coming back and, like, pursue you, like, across the island on, like, your adventure to just, like, get to the coast. And, you know, it has them, you know, acting as animals. Right. And it's a callback to the previous film where taking the baby Rex to fix its broken leg is not something the adult Tyrannosaurus can comprehend as you helping. So... They just see you took the baby and they have a problem with that because they are animals (laughs) and reproduction is kind of their whole deal. Even deer will fuck you up if you take their babies. Mm -hmm. And especially bears. Deer will fuck you up in any case. Well, right. Bears, obviously. But, you you know, deer look so cute. Like, what if Bambi's mother was nice? Bambi's mother was not nice. Bambi's mother would fuck you up. Maybe. (laughs) You know, deer are not obligate herbivores. <laughs> right. Another creepy fact. Like, there's yeah. a, in in the body farm where they study decomposition of humans, like, deer munch on those humans. There are deer out there with a taste for human flesh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're going to have a dinosaur, like, or if you're going to do the movie where there's too many dinosaurs, <laughs> then you can do it as, like, horror vignettes, where... We're not really having shared characters across this. It's just sort of like, you know, here's what's happening. Like 22 short stories about Stringfield. (laughs) Right, but with dinosaurs. You know, you can just have, you know, whatever your transition is between things and just tell 22 short dinosaur stories. And that would have been, you know, one way to do a bunch of different dinosaurs. And, you know, justify spending, you know, all that time making you know, unique models for all of them. <laughs> right. But, you know, it would have been cool to make a dinosaur movie about dinosaurs instead of about evil Tim Cook Monsanto. Right. I mean, every movie needs a conflict, and that's what they came up with. It's And they even started out like, you know, wow, there's dinosaurs everywhere. People don't know what to do about it. They're, you know, conservationists, you know, leave them alone, protect them. It kind of seems like they're not a problem already. Right? Like, people mostly, there's, you know, 
flying ones at the beach like seagulls, but more so. And that's kind of a problem for those beachgoers. But... And even yeah. the uh, Mosasaur attack on that boat was after its crab pot or whatever. <laughs> right. It, it sunk it incidentally. Right. You know, overall, you know, it, it's like the, the characters wouldn't have to do anything. And if they never made the damn bugs on purpose to destroy right. the world, then Jurassic World, the parallel universe where COVID didn't happen, but dinosaurs happened, is doing right. a lot better. There were less deaths and society went back to a closer version of normal that seems to, you know, at least acknowledge the dinosaurs are there. Yeah. You know, you think at some point, you know, they'll just start be, you know, figure out something the Mosasaurus doesn't like, you know, or just <laughs> maybe a, a really long pole for the stun gun. Um, right. And, you know, they will, th that's more likely to happen, you know, than those same fishermen wearing masks. <laughs> yeah, but just all, of, of all the movies that they, they could have given us. They gave us several bad ones, kind of mushed together. Why would you even make giant locusts? What would even be the point? Like this, and I don't feel like I'm being like the people who are like, what's the point of studying fruit flies? Because I really feel like there's there's no possible valid point to making giant locusts. Even if they worked as designed and weren't, you know, doing more unauthorized reading. Right. It's still like the most fingerprint all over it way <laughs> to do a crime because yeah you're the company that is like the one blessed company to like hoard the dinosaurs <laughs> and cretaceous locusts are what you send out to only chomp on crops that aren't yours with the you know precision of a lawnmower <laughs> yeah and it's probably because, like, the lazy thing to do was, like, just to, like, show, like, a field partially plowed. You know, like, when you're shooting it. To yeah. be like, wow, look how much damage they did. And not look at that, you know, clean line where they, you know, didn't eat the <laughs> other guy's cord. Right. You know, it's not like a combine which just grew here when the camera was Right. Out. It's definitely, no, it's just, and they wouldn't even nibble the, like, the that, other That's how I find. would make a movie. You know, like, me with, like, no budget running around with my <laughs> iPhone. You know, I would just, like... You know, look at some corn and be like, yeah, that's about ready. And then, you know, show up every weekend until it's gone to get the second half of my shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess we're not supposed to really care about all the, like, stupid, this is not how you make a movie things. Because, like, there's... I, we do because now that's every movie. Yeah. It really is. What? We gave you a Star Wars movie. What more do you want from us? I don't know. A good movie? At least... Do something with your dinosaur movie. Don't like right. al don't allude to points you thought about making at some point during the script <laughs> writing process. Right. Make one of them and stick to it. Follow it through to a logical conclusion. Like have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Like you get one societal evil. <laughs> you, if you're doing Monsanto, do Monsanto and like go pick an Agent Orange parallel. If you're doing tech, then you don't get to do Monsanto. <laughs> right. And if you're doing, like, poaching and smuggling and whatever, like, no, actually, just don't do that. That's not enough to sustain. I, I don't think that. May, I, maybe somebody could make a good movie out of that. Not these folks. Also, I, d I didn't care. Like, that. the woman who's in charge of the raptors with the, with the, with the raptor pointer, like, they wanted to act like that character was a thing, but, like... They could have cut was... out everything that happened in Europe. They really could. Like... All of it made me feel, like, very, like, angrily American. <laughs> because, so, earlier, when they're stealing, you know, the Triceratops and cat carriers, um, on their way out, they have to deal with adults, which are flipping over, like, F-350s, you know, and other farm-sized equipment. And then when they are, you know, on their Scooty Puff Jr. and <laughs> the, you know, ice cream van or whatever else was in the Europe scene, it's like, yeah, I don't think any of those would win if it hit, if it hit the Raptor. 
you know, like the, I don't know, like 300 pound raptor or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. The, un the unnaturally large raptors. You know, yeah, not really, because again, a deer will fuck up your car, and these things are seem sturdier than deer. You know, of all the places, you know, to like pick, like to do like your token Europe scene for whatever, because you know you put world in the title. Like, mm -hmm. don't pick like an old world city because it's too small for the dinosaurs. Yeah. Because then you only have like ones that go up to a certain size, and it kind of like. Because there's no way for the Tyrannosaurus to, to waltz into Malta because, like, there it would never fit, like, on the way in. No. Like, it couldn't it go. It can it stomp its way into New York City because the tunnels are huge, the bridge is huge, and even though, you know, the streets are full of cars, they are four lanes wide. Right. Like, the problem is congestion, not the space. It, you could lose it in New York City. You could not lose it, you know, in a city where it can't fit down a street <laughs> yeah and it's taller really? than the buildings i do wonder about that choice like i guess they're like well where would you have an illegal dinosaur market i don't know south america i, I... it feels very spin the globe and <laughs> right or like somebody wanted to go there for some vacation related purpose i don't know right or, or, they... some, or somewhere someone picked somewhere better and then was like nah too cold right or the country, um, Georgia, gets a fair amount of movies filmed in it because they give them a bunch of money. Yeah. Like, I wonder... If or maybe, like, like, really lax COVID laws. Right. <laughs> also a possibility. Like, any number of non-good reasons why they might have done that. Yeah. And that whole section didn't do anything. It didn't, like, it didn't really advance the plot. Okay, so they snatched... The child, because genetic engineering, and they snatched the dinosaur for the same reason, apparently. And you could Although have flown I'm... them both to Apple Park. Right, just go straight there. Wouldn't it have been a much better film if... Any number of things. Well, yes, but put Apple Park <laughs> in Colorado, because why not? The point sure. is that it's, it's a state that's not Texas, Montana, or Washington, Oregon, wherever Chris Pratt is starting from. Right. Because then you have uh, Grant and Sattler just flying there because of their invitation. Right. Uh, and something I'm not sure why they didn't do because of the level of like cheesiness that like maybe we kind of wanted. If Apple Park was in the continental U.S. and you put Bluetooth in a cat carrier in the open back of a pickup truck and drive off. She is the freak from the first movie's blueprint that runs 60 miles an hour. Right. So she would go after it. And maybe Chris Pratt can't track humans, but he can track blue. And they can have a Route 66 movie following, you know, clues to go after the dinosaur. And they can, like, bump into, like, dinosaur problems. Like, a brontosaurus is, like, mooing at, like, a Sinclair gas station. <laughs> Right. And it's just, like, in the way. And you could toss in some bullshit line that reminds you that uh, Heels used to work in the first park as, like, a very important person. That, like, oh, like, you know, the the big ones, like, are usually above the gasoline fumes, so it's probably never smelled it before, and it's just really confused. And make it depressing by saying, and like, you know, like, the dinosaur logo is just incidental. Like, there's no symbolism here. And, you know, tell little stories, you know, as they're traveling. Because, like, the travel movie, like, that's a real movie. Like, you, sure. could, you could pull from that. There are yeah. examples of movies people liked. <laughs> <laughs> you could just rip them off. Yeah, this one was like a weird reverse heist or something. Like, but then sandwiched in between five minutes of, hey, isn't it terrible that they're illegally breeding triceratopses for ill intent and like also locusts for some and, reason and pants didn't like me in the other movie i'm excusing myself but i'm in this one which is also the same thing that happened in star wars just like oh everyone hated kelly marie tran and she had to you know like delete all our social media so you know we won't risk making her a character but we will you know show her excusing herself as a character to sort of walk a middle line that everyone will be furious about yeah. So instead you have 
hey, previous movie characters, the one that was hated more, we show for two seconds to, for her to say she's done with this. And the one that was received slightly better, we give him one more scene later in the CIA for no reason. Not really sure if time passed for them to get there. And unless, like, there's a CIA in Portland I'm not aware of. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, maybe. They're, CIA is supposed to operate principally in other countries, but who knows? Yeah, sure. It all makes sense. Right. Let's not think too hard about it. <laughs> there are other bad movies you can make. I thought Jurassic Park 3 was a bad movie that, like, could be saved if, like, you just edited out whatever plot was remaining and just, you know, just <laughs> the action sequences together. Because, like, I actually did that because, you know, I was 16 at the time or whatever. And, you know, like, needing mm -hmm. to learn. Final Cut wasn't out yet. I'm old. Uh, <laughs> the old premiere. Um, right. And so I, you know, took a pirated copy of it. And, like, I just did that. You know, just cut everything else out. Found out that runtime was, you know, like, five minutes. Which is, like, <laughs> fine. Fine, I get it. Because, you know, it's expensive. Right. And yet it still told a story. About dinosaurs. Like, it still was cohesive. We had, a, we had a lot of stupid action sequences that were not dinosaur-related, which I find very annoying. Like, the, the chase, the, the big objectionable, the, the pod race of the movie uh, <laughs> was, was only incidentally a dinosaur thing. It, it was really more of a motorcycle racy kind of stupid truck. It was, mo it was about humans. And that's just not interesting. Like beige everything and three raptors and trucks and stuff is like not cool. Like at least in previous movies, we had like jungles or like a haunted house. Right. Like I shouldn't have to miss the haunted house. Right. That was dumb that we complained about that a lot. If there's one thing, you know, we can kind of conclude this with it's that <laughs> the quality of Jurassic Park films is their release order. It is. And I know, like, you know, some people will try to shove Jurassic World in front of, you know, JP3 or The Lost World. But, like, nah, go go watch them again. Like, when you're not a kid that's, like, <laughs> disappointed about, like, your fan fiction not happening or whatever. <laughs> because, like, you know, like, the, the kid, like, doing, like, the gymnastics to, you know, kick the raptor out of an open window onto spikes is, like... Okay, like that is doesn't even like bend film logic and it's an execution of setup and payoff because mm -hmm. they set up Malcolm's a bad dad because he didn't know she got cut from the team. And that also gives him the one liner of you got cut from the team. Right. Jeff Goldblum was perfect in the film because he looked like he wasn't in it. But at the same mm -hmm. time, it didn't break the fourth wall. It was perfect. He was just describing how stupid everything was in character because he has right. just merged with Ian Malcolm over the years. And it's fine. <laughs> it worked perfectly. Like, yeah. unless you have an entire cast who is better at portraying the characters than your writers, you can't put it on their shoulders because it sticks out when nobody else does it. Yeah, it's a real bad movie. Could have been better in any number of ways. Wasn't. It was bad enough to make me plug in a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> right?